0: Hi, everyone. This is Laura Womack from Never Too Late Cafe and the Bloom Where You're Planted podcast. And I have a special guest with me, and I'm going to ask him to uh, introduce himself and tell us where he lives.
1: Hi, everybody. I'm uh, John Lynn, and I'm a singer, songwriter, musician, teacher who lives in the nation's capital in Washington,
0: D.C. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for coming on our show today. It's my pleasure. Thanks, Laura. We actually know each other from uh, many, many years ago. And uh, you're in D.C. now. So how long have you been there? Um, You know, we were chatting
1: before and I I've lived in D.C. for 15 years, which is longer than I've lived anywhere else, which was a surprise to me. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't think I'd still be here.
0: (laughs) I can understand that, too. You know, and so you've lived other places. Where are you from originally?
1: Um, I was born in Chicago, Illinois, and um, grew up uh, downstate in Mattoon, Illinois, which is uh, near Champaign-Urbana, uh, about 45 minutes south of Champaign-Urbana, for those of you who know the Midwest. Um, and then I lived in uh, Kentucky for about two years uh, until I was about 12, and then I, I went away to a private school in Massachusetts, which is how I ended up in Massachusetts.
0: And that's where we met was um, through a mutual friend.
1: Yeah. Teresa Storch. T. Storch. Big shout out to T. Love (laughs) T.
0: I was at their wedding, by the way, and it was beautiful. Lovely. I was
1: on Zoom. I was one of the Zoomers.
0: (laughs) Oh, I didn't know it was on Zoom. That's great. (laughs) Yeah. So um, how long were you in the Boston area? Well, I was...
1: There, while I was in in boarding school, uh, and then in college, and then I uh, I actually dropped out of college and went back later in life. So I was in I was in Massachusetts from about let's see, nineteen seventy nine to about nineteen eighty six. So that's seven years, and then again from ninety three to two thousand five. So that's twelve years. So. Uh, almost 19 years in toto, uh, almost 20 years.
0: Wow. Yeah. So, um, so I, I see you're a teacher. Where is it that you teach?
1: Um, I teach private uh, music lessons here in the district. Um, I teach two days a week at Middle C Music, which is a retail shop that has a music school. Um, and I teach uh, privately two days a week. Uh, so um, I'm teaching... About, I think I have like twenty-five or thirty students a week right now. It's sort of my day job, um, with my real mission being in writing, creating, uh, and producing music.
0: Oh, and producing.
1: Excellent. Well, yeah. So, <laughs> just like pr- by producing, I mean it loosely, like putting it out into the world,
0: you know. <laughs> so what? What is it that you teach?
1: I teach uh guitar, ukulele, performance development and songwriting.
0: Oh, songwriting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And I know you are a songwriter and a mm-hmm. performer as well. So I am? can you explain a little bit more about that s- side of you?
1: The songwriting side? Yes. Oh my goodness. Um I always tell my friends um if you're uh if you're a singer songwriter it's a good indication that your life didn't go exactly the way that you imagined it would. Um <laughs> And so um art art and creativity kind of surprised me. I was always drawn to the creative arts as a child. I was involved in theater and drama and singing. I was in like church choirs and my dad was a <clears throat> sort of amateur folk musician. He played the banjo, my mom played the piano. Um we used to sing a lot around the house. So I, I sort of grew up in a musical family. Um, I grew up singing in the church, <clears throat> like a lot of us musicians do. So that was always really a big part of my life. But then I had this idea that that would just be a part of my life and that, you know, I had the usual family and social expectations of certain kind of professional life that I was quote unquote supposed to have. You know, I was a bio major in college. I was going to go to med school. Um, and that just did not pan out. Like it just wouldn't work. I tried super hard to make that work and it just about drove me into the ground. Um, and, um, sort of, uh, I started writing songs after my, my mother passed away when I was, I was, uh, over 30. When I started writing, I was probably 32, 33 years old when I started writing songs. And, um, So I've been writing for over 20 years now, I guess, since I'm in my 50s now. And um, I just found it just inhabited more and more of my life. And it was always kind of what was right in front of me. And eventually, really through community and making contacts in the art world and taking little risks a little bit at a time and and you know then also like sabotaging myself and kind of taking you know two steps forward one step back kind of thing eventually it just became pretty much my whole life now what i do you know uh that's really that's really been wonderful for me to kind of bloom in in midlife you know um and find and find a a way in life that really makes sense to me now and now i understand why i had all that trouble with wanting to go to med school cuz it's just that's not the path that, that I'm supposed to be on. So here I am.
0: (laughs) And performing. Can you explain a little bit about your performing side of you?
1: You know, it's funny. I have a couple shows coming up here for the holidays and doing some of that holiday repertoire that break out every year. And I'm, you know, it's funny. I'm kind of nervous about it. And I think that, there's a certain amount of anxiety for me that always goes with performance, um, and I feel like music. One of my sort of core beliefs about music is uh, that it's meant to be shared, and and I um, I took up writing because I had something to express that I really couldn't do any other way. Like art is sort of a way for me to express things that I that I can't express in other ways or that are difficult for me to express in other ways. And so um, I kind of feel like by sharing that, um, those personal things, that it gives other people also a chance to experience maybe um, some of the things in their lives that resonate with what I'm writing about um, and really, that's kind of my mission in performance is to allow myself and other others to have uh, kind of an authentic experience of themselves, if that's possible. You know, to to kind of allow uh, allow uh, uh, myself and others to to feel you know kind of uh, feel something that feels authentic and real.
0: Very interesting. Um, I you know I, I love to hear the the sort of like behind the scenes or what goes through someone's mind and and what drives them to where they feel like they should go. You have a band. I saw on your webpage, you have a band. I do. After the flood?
1: Yeah, yeah, after the flood. Um, and after the flood is, um, you know, in the pandemic, there was not much of an after the flood. Um, and I'm in the process of kind of trying to understand what that band might be again. Uh some of the personnel is uh have have quote unquote real jobs and are it's hard, you know, it's difficult to uh can be difficult to schedule rehearsals and stuff like that. But yeah, I've had um I've had that band um that band formed. Um I'm here in DC I'm part of a a Progressive Episcopal uh congregation here, St. Stephen's and the Incarnation over in Columbia Heights, shout out to St. Stephens. And, um, I met two women in the church choir there who also had a love of sort of Americana, spiritually themed music, you know, a lot of Patty Griffin and John Prine and, and, um, Johnny Cash and, uh, uh, the Avett brothers and and that kind of stuff. And, uh, Jason Isbell, those kind of writers, um, And we started doing Americana music in church, believe it or not. And then people started hiring us to do parties. And then we made a record uh, and started doing shows. And so that band, again, sort of formed organically out of kind of the rest of my life. Um, And since then, the, the two women I formed the band with um, have moved away. We still sing together when we can, but they're not here in DC anymore. And um, some other personnel came into the band, um, and uh, it it the band changed a bit at that point. But um, it's it's still uh, sort of an Americana folk rock uh, band with sort of some some rock influences. And um, we do a bunch of my tunes. We have one other writer in the band, and um, and then we do some sort of folk. Folk covers and stuff like that. Folk and folk rock covers.
0: Mm -hmm. So you're the main element, the stable? Yeah, I'm kind of the band. I'm the leader of that
1: band, I would say. Yeah, definitely.
0: I was going to ask about pandemic, and you kind of started that conversation. How have things changed for you with all of this? Did you have students for your music school? Were you? Yeah. You did. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I was teaching on Zoom for, totally on Zoom, for about 14 months. Uh, From March of 2020 to July of 2021, I taught all my lessons on Zoom. Um, I actually had more students than I could teach. I had to close my schedule because uh, everybody, the pandemic was an opportunity for people who'd always wanted to learn how to play to pick up the instrument. So we, I just had a ton of students and I still have a full schedule of students now. And, and even though I'm back to teaching, um, one-on-one, you know, I'm vaccinated and, you know, taking precautions and all that. Um, but probably 50% of my students still choose to do the lessons on zoom, believe it or not. Like they don't have to, uh, park they don't have to drive anywhere um or they do or they do a little of each they'll come in for a lesson and then they'll take a week at home so i think the pandemic has i think changed maybe for good um the way that i teach i can't necessarily speak for other teachers but i'm not sure that that genie's going back in the bottle
0: (laughs) (laughs) analogy well and um if it's like boston I've not driven in DC, but I've heard it can be a challenge. Yeah. So <laughs> I might want to do Zoom once in a while too, just to save my <laughs> nerves. <laughs> so, so um, and you're a Berkeley grad.
1: Kind of. Um, I I am a grad of their online school, the the Berkeley Music Online, mm-hmm. uh, where I have a teaching certificate from them. Um, which really helped me get my first job t- teaching at of school. I think uh, um, it, they, uh, they just, it just gives you a little bit of street cred. So that was, that was very helpful.
0: Definitely. Well, like I had referred to, uh, we met in the Boston area. Um, my nonprofit was having open mic nights and Teresa Storch brought you and, other musicians in. And I remember you, it was summer, but I remember you being the barefoot guitar player. <laughs> a picture.
1: It's so funny. It's like I was trying. I was trying so hard to be a hippie, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I went I to boarding school funny. and I just always wanted to be a hippie, but I just, you know, I can't get rid of my inner preppy. It's so funny. <laughs> I've stopped trying. It's okay.
0: You seemed so relaxed and so just, you know, you just went with the flow, and that was amazing. Oh, so thanks! From I'm that sure, I was time, terrified. So. <laughs> from that time, I, you know, met some really interesting people, and you're one of which I did. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I, it was a lot of fun, and I hope it was for you too. To
1: Those were great days. You know, Uh, Teresa Storch, who we were just talking about, uh, was a huge mentor and influence on me. She had her foot in the door. She had a record that she had made already when I was just getting started. And she kind of took me by the hand, like took me up to your open mic and many other things. I was kind of like a roadie for her sometimes. I just like follow her around with my eyes like bulging out because I was just like, oh, this is I so want to be a part of this. Um, so she was huge influence and I really, I'm grateful to you too and everyone who runs open mics because they're, they're just the, there's such good performance development for, for people who are starting out. Um, they tend to be very supportive environments. The community tends to develop around them. And I think that community is just, um, it's sort of an irreplaceable part of artistic development for people. It's like, we have to have support. I have to have supports. Uh, I have to have other people who are, who are living the same life as me, the same type of creative life, because it's not like going to law school or something where, you know, there's, there's very socially identifiable markers. So I passed the bar, I got in school, I graduated, you know, whatever it is, you know, I kind of, I got a job at a law firm, you know, it's like, there are very kind of identifiable steps to that process. And I feel like the creative lifestyle is really full of uncertainty and, and kind of groping around in the dark. So it's a very tribal thing. I mean, I feel like um, being part of a, a group of artists has been so important. So, so thanks to you and to to everybody out there who does this work.
0: Well, you know, um, just a quick comment is one of the things that I experienced is that, there could be an energy that happens that you can't anticipate. You know, someone might be sitting there. Someone might join in that you don't know. And they just, it just happens. And it's so spontaneous. And um, it's kind of magical. So I've experienced that a few times when, when we did that. So, uh-huh. so. Uh, this podcast is called Bloom Where You're Planted. That means something different for everyone. So can you tell us what that quote means to you?
1: Yeah, I, I thought about this a little bit. I think it's such a a wonderful prompt for discussion, Laura, because, um, you know, there's so much there. It's already it's already an analogy to plants that grow, you know, so it's like. We we're just talking about development artistic development and it it kind of makes me think of that um i you know i just read mary Gaucher's book I don't, you know i don't know if you know mary but um she's a, a wonderful songwriter out of new orleans uh has written some really iconic folk songs um and she wrote a book called Saved by a song and at the beginning she talks about how like Really, bringing forth what's inside you is really a way of saving yourself. And if you if you find that you can't bring forth what's inside you, it can it can eat away at you. It can even kind of destroy you. You know, it's like, and I kind of feel like bloom where you're planted. To me, means in some way, sort of allowing what's inside you, no matter where you are, to come out of you. Um, and to me, that's what art. And songwriting is about that I can get to things that are buried in me underneath my conscious mind through music and poetry and writing that I really can't access any other way. And they help me to bring out that, that light within me. It's sort of like the old, uh, spiritually, you know, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. You know, it's like mm-hmm. that, like there's a, there's something in me that, that, wants to come out. And can I help with others? You know, I have, I have a friend who I call the midwife of my records. She really has coached me through making records because there's a lot of resistance involved in putting your little artistic children out into the world, you know, your little songs, and they're so personal and people are going to see them and you don't know how they're going to react to them. And And so we need others to help us give birth to this sort of authenticity um, that that's lies somewhere within us although I do it imperfectly but it it's that's sort of what I think of at least in part is this general sense of allowing something to emerge from you and it in terms of where you're planted that's the other side of it it's like in some ways it it doesn't matter where and I also think there are places for me, that suit me better than others. You know, it's like I can choose where I want to, where I want to plant myself. I do have some choice in that. And no place is perfect. No relationships are perfect. No collaborators are perfect. No song is perfect. So it's it's partly for me about um, letting that imperfection emerge without getting distracted by, oh, if only I were there, or if only I had this, you know, it's, you know, I was was talking to my wife about this this morning, and it's kind of like yoga, where there's this tension between letting go in your life, or letting go in my artistic life, but also effort, like I have to do work, I have to put one foot in front of the other, I have to show up for my writing, I have to see if I can book gigs, I have to solicit students, that's, that's putting one foot in front of the other but at the same time there is an element of letting go of uncertainty of stepping into the unknown and they, these things are always in tension. So I kind of feel like wherever I am those are going to be aspects of my life like um that tension between doing and not doing between trusting the universe and doing my own footwork and I'm always kind of missing the mark there like doing too much work or not enough, you know, trusting too much, trusting not enough, you know. Um, so it's a moving target. And I feel like being in community with others is really a great way to kind of keep perspective on on all of it. So, you know, I live in Washington, D.C. It's not Nashville. It's not Austin. It's not Boston. You know, it's not New York. But bloom or your planet, it's like we can do our own thing here. You know, DC's got its own thing. We have a vibrant artistic community. We have our own styles of music here. Uh, we have our own emphasis, we have our own culture. And I can, I can be the musician I am here, you know? Um, doesn't mean I, I wouldn't wanna go to New York or Nashville, but um, uh, it's okay for, my life seems to be here right now. And that's, that's okay. That's a lot. I just threw a lot at you, Laura. Sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> totally fine. So I'm just going to say um, read something from your webpage, and it's kind of at the bottom of your description. It says, Often drawing on spiritual themes, John uses vivid imagery in carefully crafted lyrics to paint the pictures of the ordinary lives of people you see. Are you your own wordsmith for your website description?
1: Yeah, I wrote that. I'm still writing my own copy at this point. Yeah. (laughs) Haven't hit the big time yet.
0: (laughs) Well, it's a wonderful flow of words. So. Well, thank you. Well, so what's next for John Lynn and John Lynn music and after the flood, what's next?
1: Yeah, I am. I'm currently in pre-production for a new, Uh, record which has a working title of sinners and saints um and um you know i said i tend to write a lot of spiritually themed stuff and um but also um like uh you know dealing with sort of the the grittier feelings and uh sort of in midlife i've taken to you know dealing with my own Feelings that are darker, grief and anger and things like that. So, so I've kind of been, my writing's been expanding a bit. And so the working title sort of reflects that. Um, and that'll be a John Lynn album. That's not an After the Flood record. And um, I have a couple holiday shows coming up here. You can check my website um, if you're in the D.C. area, www.johnlinnmusic.com And, uh, you know, I'm continuing to teach. I have, um, I have uh, my student recitals coming up, one in December, one in January, where we do performance development and really have a joyful time sharing music with one another. So, um, you know, part of, my, part of my work is to continue um, teaching and trying to facilitate the artistic development of uh, students, young people, um, and that kind of thing, so.
0: Wonderful, um, I thank yeah. you so much for joining us today. And again, your website is www.jonlyninn.com yeah. and you have a YouTube channel as well. I do. yeah. yeah. And you're on Facebook?
1: I am. yeah it's, I think it's at John Lynn Music uh, on Facebook and at after the Flood music on Facebook, um, you can find our Facebook pages there. There's some videos there too, and also on the YouTube channel.
0: Well, again, thank you so much for being with us today. I'm signing off. This is Laura Womack of Never Too Late Cafe with the Bloom Where You're Planted podcast. Thank you, Laura. It was an absolute pleasure. Really enjoyed it. Okay, bye.